Hey everyone, welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and you asked for it. You requested it. So, we're going to give you an episode all about that coziness. And what I mean by that is we're going to have some cozy game recommendations. But alas, I knew I couldn't do a topic of this magnitude alone. I had to call them the big guns, so to speak. The absolute best of the best. So my guest today is none other than the absolute best cozy gamer that the world has to offer. She's played a ton of cozy games and she provides good video game recommendations on her dope YouTube channel, Rosalind Gaming. Everyone, my guest today is the one, the only, the queen of coziness herself, Rose. Rose, how you doing today? Oh, you're so sweet, Seb. Thank you so much for having me on. And I'm so excited to be able to share some cozy insight with you guys and uh, what games I have been into this year. No, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, for the people who may not know you, can you introduce yourself to the audience? Absolutely. So I go by Rose or Rosalind. I am a YouTube creator who focuses on games that can help inspire you to take a little bit more time for yourself, but also lead you on a fantastic adventure, one with story, one that's going to engross you and keep you hooked, which is what I love about a good adventure. I'm there for the story 100% of the time. I started my creator journey after a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, which is a condition that affects the muscles and fine motor skills. I left behind dental school. I wanted to be a surgeon and ended up becoming a YouTuber. So I turned my dreams of creating a comfortable space for people in a, in a doctor's office to creating a comfortable space for people online where you can find those games that make you comfortable, provide that cozy environment and go on adventures with someone with a little bit of a more calm attitude to give yourself a break from the stress of life. So YouTube and content creation has been such a joy for me to be able to not only talk about fibro and other conditions like depression and anxiety, but also talk about games and say, yes, you can be a gamer when you're 20, when you're 30, when you're 45. And there's games out there for you that you can try until you find the perfect, perfect one. And that's what I love doing here on the internet. That is amazing. I am kind of like you to where I, I love games that have a strong narrative. And that narrative kind of really, gra- like, that if, if a game has a good narrative, it grabs me more often than not. So, like, I oh, connect yeah. to that. I connect so hard <laughs> with that. It's got to have a story that, that brings me back. Otherwise, it's it's not an adventure worth having and it's so hard to figure out the value of games for that you you look at the prices of games nowadays and you're like oh no do i want to drop this this amount of money on an adventure that i'm not sure i'm gonna like and that's where seb and i come in and other creators that we can help provide you some some guidance to get you started if you're just starting your gaming journey or if you're a seasoned pro and you're looking for (laughs) something new to try out we can start to give you to give you some stepping stones to get to the game genre that you're gonna love very well put so rose i gotta ask you a question like what what how do you primarily play your games that's a good question so i i've i've got two sides of me okay are you ready for this you ready for for sure i have i have the cozy i want a good puzzle itch my brain kind of games and then i have the uh i want to win collect it all (laughs) I will be the Elden Lord kind of games. Oh wow! You're <laughs> okay. An Elden Ring player. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've got two very very strange sides of me here. So I've got I've got one where I am seeking to turn my brain off, and then I have this other side that is I want to strategize down to the smallest detail. And one of those would be playing Apex Legends. And we talked okay. a little bit about Fortnite before mm-hmm. we started recording today. And I am one of those people that, that strategizes. We're going here, 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 and here. I am I am the the shot caller. <laughs> and I'm very, very focused with a very small team of individuals. And I absolutely love it. And then there's other days where I'm like, nah, I don't think so. I think I'll just leave my own path here. And I start looking for things like Legend of Zelda 
uh, Metroid or Kirby, like you mentioned uh, earlier when we were chatting. And I, I want to find some adventure that's going to draw me in and have an attainable goal. That way the goals in life don't seem so scary and I can just escape for just a little while into a different world. I love that. I absolutely love that. Speaking of Kirby, though, I have what I like to call our icebreaker question of the show. Oh, boy. If Kirby absorbed you, Rose, Ooh. what kind of powers would Kirby get? See, this is this is a hard one because I I love a couple of the original. Now, when I say original in 64 Kirby Crystal Shards powers, okay. I love the, the sword one and I love the spiky one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to think, what would mine be? Oh, the first thing I think of is like all the things I can't do, which is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, hmm. Oh, that's such a hard one, Seb. It is. It is. If I could, if if he absorbed me. Hmm. You know what? Even though it doesn't really go in line with, with Kirby, I would say, like, telepathy. Oh, okay. I like and that. And empathy. To be able to more easily feel of what what the people around you are thinking and feeling, and maybe that would provide some mysterious quest line like that Kirby that. would have to go on. <laughs> I like that. That's a really cool idea. Like, a co like Kirby and the Emotional Land or something like that. Yes. That would be a really cool Yes. Game. It's no almost... longer dreamland. We're, exactly. we're, we're taking it past the fourth wall here. Exactly. It's almost <laughs> like if Kirby was in the... Have you seen um, Inside Out, like the Disney movie? Yes, like it's he's that... at the controls. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think we just gave Nintendo a hit. I think we did. Yes, it's time, Nintendo. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, I gotta ask you, like, you gave us a little bit about your gaming background. How long have mm -hmm. you been a gamer, though? That's been, oh gosh, forever. I think I still remember ooh, NES, okay. Nintendo Entertainment System, playing Mario Duck Hunt. Mm -hmm. I still have very vivid memories of being in my uncle's camper and playing on like a 10-inch screen TV. Oh, that's <laughs> trying to play some Mario. And those are like the first awesome memories I have of gaming is either playing by myself or going head to head with one of my other family members. And then we started playing Mario Party, which is where the competitive Rosalind <laughs> came from. So that's where my, my apex demons have come from. It's all that, that Mario Party. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. So Rose, I gotta ask you, like, you gave us some of your background as far as like you as a gamer, but now I gotta ask you the hardest question we we ask gamers on this show, and that is, what are your top five games of all time? That is a hard one. Okay, so top five games, and this is not in any particular order, I would say, nor is it specific to genre. I like that. Which is is interesting to me because you think, you know, oh, she really likes cozy games. Are all of these gonna be cozy? Not necessarily, but that is something that I think I think you can challenge. You, I think you can make almost any game cozy. So like keep that. Th keep that in mind. Keep your your mind open. So top five games of all time. I love Legend of Zelda. Absolutely love it. Started playing it when I was super super young. Watched my brother play it a ton, and I absolutely fell in love with Breath of the Wild. I'm ex super excited for Tears of the Kingdom to be coming out in May. <laughs> Counting down the days, okay? Another one that is a super favorite of mine is Animal Crossing. Near and dear to my heart, a cozy one. One that I played for hours and hours on end with my mom to be able to reach someone through gaming was so huge to me growing up and being able to spend time with my mom or my dad or my brother was absolutely huge. And I love that gaming allowed that for me. Number three. Believe it or not, Apex Legends. I love, wow. love the team like feeling you can get when you're with the right team and you're really, really hitting your shots. You're encouraging each other and you're, you're what I call positively good company. That's my huge motto. 
where we encourage each other to continue to improve and succeed. And I love working with some close-knit people and helping them improve. They help me improve. And it's just, it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. We go competitive. We go all kinds of different game modes. And I just love it. So now we're down to the last two. And this, this, this is where it gets hard, right? Because I'm like, okay, if I don't... If I don't keep it by genre, what do I play the most? And I think I can I could be a little general here for number four. Okay. Indie indie games with a good story. So here's okay, some like example that. of those. Uh, and these guys, go check these out on Steam on Epic Games. You don't want to miss these, okay? These are great single player experiences that you can enjoy in an evening. And it's going to stick to your bones, guys, like a good meal, okay? Gris, G-R-I-S. It is okay. a experience about a young lady who's going through some emotional trauma. Go check it out. I think I have it over on my channel. I streamed it. I bawled. There's no, te there's no text in that game. There's no, there's no words. But that game grabbed me, just like we were, we were talking about before. It's got that story, and you start to figure things out and piece things together, and you're like. Oh wow, that was a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and I like then I think, her, yes, Gris is a fantastic one. Another great one with another great story, Firewatch. You're oh, a so good. Yes, you know so Firewatch. Good. Yes, guys, don't be afraid to go check out some Endies, okay? Uh, Firewatch is fantastic. You are playing as a essentially a forestry employee staying at a watchtower watching for fires all summer a lot of mystery that's one that i wish i could experience again for the first time so so many times and then number five we'll uh we'll round it out here with harvest moon huge oh. series made by natsume and uh, marvelous gaming so many different variations of this game are, are available animal parade uh, a wonderful life, uh, magical melody. Ugh, I could I could live in these games. Farming, <laughs> romance, cows. I love cows. I have I have a harvest moon cow. Oh, that's sweet. That is sweet. <laughs> that I keep on my desk. So I have a tradition of naming every first cow in every farming game, Cowie. Cowie, that's sweet. <laughs> that so sweet. Uh, definitely, harvest moon games have have a really really close. Uh, bond in my heart and, and and I look for those I look for those I'm like okay Harvest Moon Stardew Valley okay Sunhaven okay Coral Island okay <laughs> and you know you, you you go down the rabbit hole of of farming sims and you just start to find more and more adventures that are become a piece of you so I think those are my top five big heart piece games for me personally did you play Harvestella yes <laughs> I'm working through Harvestella Yes, I love Harvestella. It's it's fantastic. And I, I didn't think I was going to like it because it's more adventure than it is farm sim, but it's great. That is it's great. Fantastic. That is absolutely great. So it seems like if, if it has a cow in it and it has some some farming kind of elements, it's got your hook. It's yep, got your hook. It's, if it's got a cow, I, I don't know how many times I've seen someone, a uh, developer post on Twitter, and it's like if, if they've got a cow, I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> Give me Doesn't a cow. <laughs> but it's the end of the world, and you're on the rooftops. It's fantastic, okay? Islands and trains, building a train, and, and tiny towns. Honeymancer, defending the forest with bees. Like, these are things you don't think about when when you come across big studio games. There, I think I saw a post on Twitter once. It was like, uh, uh, big studios, video game. What if you had a gun? <laughs> indie studio. What if you were a bee? <laughs> you know, things like that. So I absolutely love checking out these smaller games like Mineko's uh, Night Market. Planet of Lana just had a demo that was released recently. Uh, Moonstone Island and Pixelshire. All of these have been fantastic. Even getting into some like gardening games like Garden Inn and Garden Galaxy. These have all been some nice games to be able to turn my brain completely off and just focus on 
a goal and game. Mm -hmm. And then I can separate myself <laughs> from, from the rest of the world, which is fantastic. But yeah, lots of indies. This is a it's a fantastic time to be an indie lover. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Find some curators on Steam to help mm -hmm. you uh, navigate the waters, so to say. And find you some good creators. Seb, myself, and there's tons of others of creators on YouTube and all of the websites that you already are on and love that can give you some insight on those games that you don't want to miss. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Rose, I gotta ask you, like, you've mentioned a whole lot of indie recommendations just now, from I Am Future to Honey Forrester to Planet of Lana. Like, which one, though, has probably been your favorite game that you've played recently? Ooh, that's a tough one. For this year, and we're just getting started, right? We've mm -hmm. got a lot of ones that look absolutely stellar. But one that I want to call your attention to is called Gordlets. Gordless? How do you spell Gord that? Gordlets. G-O-U-R-D-L-E-T-S. Okay. And this is a sandbox building game that has absolutely no goal. No objectives. <laughs> no quest line. This is this is like the ultimate cozy experience. Turn brain off. Exist. Return to monkey. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> kind oh, of cozy crazy. okay uh -huh. there there's there's a couple different type of cozy ideals around there and one can be uh provide me a a quest so i can focus on said quest and ignore world quests real world life quests mm -hmm. and then there are provide me a situation where i do not have to worry about anything possible ever Gordlets is that game. No objectives, no goals, just little plant people being dropped off by a train every once in a while and you get to build the world they live in. And the devs even started allowing you to decorate the homes that you place and I'm like, <laughs> so I cannot wait to see what she does with, with Gordlets. And then uh, there's been some other ones that I've been watching too. If you're looking for, hold on before you go to the other ones, I gotta I got some yes. follow up questions about Gordlets. Okay, like, how did you find out about this game? Okay, so I love watching for these mm -hmm. games. I love to curate games for folks who are looking for a cozy experience. It's something that I do on my Discord. I check every week for new stuff that might be coming, might be coming out, is in development, and I share that with folks for free on my Discord. So that way you can keep an eye on what games might fall into that sign me up category. So Gordlets was one of those. I saw that the developer had posted on Twitter and I messaged her and I was like, hey, I really want to show my folks Gordlets. Would it be okay if if I played the demo? And they said, yes, 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 play the demo. So I was able to do that and, and be able to show what they have going on so far. And now I get to stay in touch with them and see how Gordlets develops, which is fantastic. That is amazing. That is completely amazing. What's your favorite aspect other than you now can de to decorate like all the little Gordlet's houses? Oh, oh my goodness, how cute the game is. The mm. little characters have like little plant leafs and, and flowers growing out of their head. It reminds me of Peekman. Uh, that's exactly what I was about to say. Is yeah, and they're just, they just bebop around. Mm. And I'm like, yay, brain go burr. That is amazing. So I take it you're primarily a Steam slash PC gamer, right? Yeah, and that's that's a great question as well, because being a disabled gamer, accessibility becomes an issue, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got a lot of console options. You've got a lot of controller options. You've got a mouse and keyboard option. You've got a lot of, of different companies that are coming out with new accessibility options that are similar con to controllers, but you can key change keybinds, change components, which is absolutely exciting, and I'm so excited to see it. For me personally, I grew up as a Nintendo baby, so mm -hmm. I was very used to N64, GameCube, Wii, uh, and now the Switch. So I started to notice once I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia that I struggle with controllers, and it was a little heartbreaking for me. I grew up on GameCube and N64, and I wanted to bring those games to YouTube, and I started to realize that I just couldn't do it that my hands were too sore and I couldn't do the movements that I used to be 
able to do A, B, up, down. You know, you guys know yeah, exactly sure. what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> right, you have to be able to do the combos. And I want to encourage you, if, if you're a disabled gamer, you have needs to change keybinds, they're out there. Look for those games that have the accessibility. That's something that I specialize in. And now I focus a lot on PC, mouse and keyboard. Mm -hmm. And mostly because you can change those keybinds. You have a lot of freedom as a gamer now, instead of it, you being tied to a specific controller, you can plug in an Xbox controller or a PlayStation controller, or you can change your mouse, or you can play keyboard only, or you can play mouse only. And I think that's a, such an awesome way to be able to get into gaming, no matter what your limitation or your believed limitation might be, there's a game out there that has the ability to rock your world in a way that you can experience. That's amazing. That's such an amazing story. And like, I, it's an issue that I think a lot of people who, when you don't go through that sort of thing, don't mm -hmm. necessarily think about. So I th thank you for bringing awareness to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it is very much different on the outside looking in to where, you know, like you, you see all the different nuances of like different controllers that are out there. But like you now I you have like I can see a bigger appreciation for like controllers and the different types that that are out there now that I really just didn't have that kind of mindset for beforehand. So thank you for right. elaborating. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Growing up, it was, you know, you bought the console, you bought the controller and you figure that puppy out. Yeah, for sure. You know? <laughs> Or you don't play, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Versus where we've got these options now, like if we go back to Elden Ring, you've got a whole entire menu where you can change every single control. And that's something that I did for that game. Mm -hmm. um, and that made it so much more enjoyable and accessible to me. And I think that's a huge, huge improvement to gaming that we've seen over the last 20 years. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, I I love all the work that's being done about that because like now in the lead up to a big game release, such as like The Last of Us when the part mm -hmm. one was being remade or like God of War, for instance, like there is a certain section where they talk about like accessibility into like the lead up yeah. of, of a game's release. And they mentioned like, oh, we've added, like, you know, like checkpoints here or there, like custom checkpoints for people who, who can like, if you can get to a certain point, like that'll help or like different things that I feel like we've come a long way in, in as far as mm -hmm. like, as far as like getting, letting everyone be able to play these games. And I feel like that's, Absolutely. that's so amazing. I want to see more games mm -hmm. uh, in in that accessibility uh, uh, feature. What is the what is the game show that's popular every year? The award show. Oh, like the game awards at the end of the year? Yes, the game awards. I want to see more games in that accessibility category. One day, I'm going to be up on that stage, Seb, and I'm going to get to announce those. I uh. want to announce those one day. And I, I, if you're a dev and you're listening to this, you know, do the research. Be the person who cares about that other gamer because there's a lot of us, and we're we're a pretty big army. That is amazing. <laughs> of, of of folks, you know, don't forget about about the little little guy, you know, so to say, because um, we we do feel strongly about accessibility. And I think all, all gamers should. Yeah, for sure. I think we should we should be able to share the adventures that we love with everybody we come across. I think that's important, um, and because like. Gaming is almost like a book club now to where you almost mm -hmm. want to talk to other people about the game yes! experience, you know? Especially Last of Us, God oh, of War. Oh my goodness, so good. Oh, the theorizing, even even if we go with the ultimate theorizing game series known to man, Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you have to, to you have to have someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, you're like, what? how many dead kids are there? Who mm -hmm. killed who? What animatronic does this person do? Like, you, it's... It's just, you've got to be able to share that adventure. And and I'm so excited to see video games coming into the TV show sphere too. Oh yeah, Last sure. of Us. Mm -hmm. I am so excited to start seeing uh, a lot of folks change their mind on what gaming is and see it as, oh wow, this is not something that, this isn't just for kids. No, it's a medium, you know? Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's something that I can enjoy as, as, an, as an older person, as an adult, as, as a teenager, as a young adult, as an older adult, you know, that 
this is all accessible to everybody. You don't have to be, you know, 25 sitting in your dorm room, you know, <laughs> 18 sitting, sitting at home, you know, kind of thing to relax. So I'm excited for the future of gaming. That's amazing. Um, on a side note, you talked about we talked a little about Elden Ring and how you can change like the controls. Did you see that um, um, that lady? I can't remember her name, but like she was playing the whole game on like that Dance Dance Evolution. Oh like, my pad. goodness, I did. That was amazing. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? There's there's folks that do no hit runs. Mm -hmm. There are folks that say, okay, I'm going to do um, no healing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do no magic. And I think it turns gaming into this spectator sport that no one else imagined. And that's why YouTube and Twitch and these other streaming services like Kick is a brand new one are so, so important. And that you can bring even more creativity to your gaming experience. It's not just a set adventure that you're going to go on. You can make it your own and turn it into a whole nother game, which is fantastic. I saw her beat, was was it Millennia? Yeah, Millennia. Mm -hmm. with, with, which is one of the hardest bosses in the game. And I could not imagine doing it with a DDR <laughs> pad, but I was just absolutely amazed. That is amazing. So I before we go back to video game recommendations, I got a question for you. What is it, what's your journey as a content creator been like? Like at what lessons have you learned? Less, though, a lot of lessons. So if we go way, way back mm -hmm. to 2019, I was in a pretty rough, rough spot. I had all of my career dreams essentially thrown out the window. I was given a blank slate to start over and figure out what I wanted to do with my life. You know, what, what kind of person do I want to be? How am I going to provide for myself, provide for my family? And for a while it was tough. And I remember sitting down with my husband and saying, hubby, I can't do this anymore. I, this is, this is too much. I've lost everything. I been working for, to be a dentist for 10 years, you know, eight years in school and dreaming of it in high school, dreaming in it, of it in middle school when I was a wee little. And he said, you've got to find something that your heart loves. And you've got to find something that is going to allow you to bring that comfort to people. Because I know you're wanting to make people smile. You're wanting to for people to have a place they can escape to that's safe. And he said, what, what's safe that you can go back to? What did I go back to? Harvest Moon, <laughs> Animal Crossing, Legend of Zelda, safe but it was an adventure and it was the ability to adventure in ways that I no longer could with the body that I'm in now. That's I can't amazing. run. I can't go up massive amounts of stairs. I can never ride a dragon. I can't swing, swing an ax to chop down a massive tree. But in these games, I can, I'm Wonder Woman. I can save the world. And I realized, wait a minute, there are people like me across the entire planet who can't do what they used to do, what they loved to do. And world is, the world is so stressful that they don't know how to escape it. I can still provide that comfort. I'm gonna create a space that is going to encourage people to seek out more spaces for themselves to fit. That we don't have to worry about where we fit in the world because our circumstances have changed or we don't fit the standard we are not the standard model you know a uh, husband wife 2.2 .2 kids <laughs> dog and a white picket fence you know kind of thing the world doesn't work like that so i said okay i'll start with some of my favorite games and and what did i start with breath of the wild <laughs> <laughs> The first game I ever started with the channel was Breath of the Wild. And there were so many things I learned, how to edit, how to be a better speaker, how to be social, how to spread myself over social media, how to <laughs> network, how to talk to other people in this space, and also be able to find value in different genres of games and figure out how to present those to people with first looks and show them that gaming is super, super valuable, not only uh, in a sense of getting away for adventure, but also for 
kind of therapeutic reasons. It's, it's a great way to <laughs> escape and be able to work out a lot of puzzles and let your brain work and keep you sharp too. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that story, by the way. Absolutely. I love to. What's your favorite console of all time or favorite like gaming device of all time? If I had to go old school, which it kills me to say that it's old school, I would say the GameCube because it was the easiest controller for me. I loved how the controller felt, the graphics, things like playing Star Fox Adventures, mm -hmm. Star Fox Assault blew my mind as a kid. And now uh, the Switch, Nintendo Switch is, is impressive. And the new PlayStations are super, super impressive. Seeing things like The Witcher 3 and Horizon Zero Dawn. And you're just immersed in these worlds and you're like, oh my goodness, it's like I could reach out and touch that piece of grass. Like, <laughs> how is this possible? And you, you, then you have these thoughts when you go back to your kid and you're a kid and you're playing Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda on the N64. And you're like, wow, like that was and I'll be all amazing, you know, yeah, blocky sure. 3D, you know, <laughs> textures and everything. And then you come and you see God of War and all of these super, super intensely detailed, meticulously made uh, games. And it's just, it's amazing how, it really far, is. how far the, the world of gaming has come from, from pixels to full on 3D rendering and CGI. It's just, it's fantastic. It really is amazing. So I want to jump back to your video game recommendations because like Absolutely. we've had several people write in and one of them wrote in what is the what is the best cozy games of 2023 do you Ooh. yeah so i'm like i know that's kind of a little different than what we discussed before the show but do you have anything that you'd recommend as like some of the best games so far in the coziness and the cozy genre of 2023 very, very big question. Big question. And and good on you for writing in because this is this is uh, a big question that I think a lot of folks struggle with. Mm -hmm. And I think the first thing you have to do is identify what what is a cozy game to you. That's a good one. Is is it going to be something where you're focusing on strategy? That could be Sid Meier's Civilization. Okay, that could be Zoo Tycoon. That could be Baron Breakfast. That could be Fabledom, brand new city colony sim that's coming out absolutely gorgeous. It could be something like Lakeburg Legacies, which focuses more on the romance side of things and creating a kingdom. Maybe you like creating a kingdom and you want to play kingdom. Play kingdom. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. You know? Or maybe you want a more personal feel. Go Cold of the Lamb. Oh, go Harvest Moon, mm -hmm. go Baron Breakfast. All of these awesome indie games that provide you a place to manage something that you can create your own of. So you're providing a situation where you start with nothing and you are able to build something to your heart's content exactly how you would uh, expect something to be. And this is something that I think I started to get into when I was in college and I found a game called Niche. And it's a it's an indie game. Okay. And it's about genetics. Mm -hmm. I was in school to become a biologist. I have a degree in biology. And it's called Niche, a genetic survival game. And you start out as this little cat thing and you choose your own genetics. That's and crazy. I was like, what? I was like, this is so cool. And I just started looking for more and more games where I could control what was going on. And be able to experience a adventure, but with a twist where I could decide. And I think that stems, oh, you probably remember this, Seb, when we were younger, choose your own adventure books. Oh yeah, I do remember those. Yes, we're like, mm -hmm. you're like, you you choose to you choose to go down the forbidden pathway. Turn to page 42. Exactly. And you, you know what I mean? So you're given like two or three choices. So games like that, like uh, Valheim, I Am Future, uh, Sunhaven is one of those. That's a brand new farming sim, Coral Island, where you get to start choosing the, the things that you want to do. And Legend of Zelda with the new open world kind, mm -hmm. of, kind of feel, you get to decide what you're going to do first and how you're going to achieve it. Rather than saying, 
I'm going to get the key to get the sword to kill the boss. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to get the key, wander around for five hours looking for apples, uh, <laughs> find a horse, uh, do 50 side quests, maybe take on a side boss, and then there's a blood moon. Yeah. And then <laughs> you I know, might... kind of thing. And then I might get on the yeah. main quest. Something like Witcher 3, like, I'm going to go hunt down a Kikamora and mm -hmm. not worry about where Siri is at the moment. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, okay, cool beans, I'm in on it. So there is so, so many different types of cozy games. Ones where you have the ability to focus on a single quest, and then you have cozy games that you can focus on a quest with elements that you can control. Mm -hmm. And then there is cozy games where ha they have no quests whatsoever. That's true. There's, it's very broad term. Cozy. Very broad. Yeah. Very broad. And it's okay to, to love things in all three categories. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I sit. I, I have some days where I want to play games like Potionomics, where oh, I am taking care of a potion store and it's almost, it's deck building. Mm -hmm. Totally out there genre. And then I have other days where I want to play Sunhaven and I want to use a magic spell to defeat a cactus in the desert. <laughs> and, Completely and different. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, and then there's, there's other days where I want to play Garden Story where I'm a grape. <laughs> like cool you, know, like, you can be anything you want and i love that about cozy games it's like it's more of an experience focused on the player rather than uh just delivering an adventure that's true so what type of grape were you what type what type of grape so garden story is is an adventure uh that i want to get more into this is another Another cozy, cozy one that I have suggested. Um, essentially, there's this rot that's taking over the world that you've got to face as as a grape with a sword. So that's another one that I absolutely want to get more into. And I absolutely love the throwback to a lot of pixel games and stuff yeah. like that. Since, mm -hmm. since I grew up with pixel stuff, I start looking for pixel games. So uh, there's definitely a lot of options for exploration in the cozy genre and you you can like we said before you can make a lot of things cozy oh yeah for sure now, now can you make resident evil 4 cozy i don't think so. Uh, <laughs> uh, doubtful okay but you could prove me wrong you could prove me wrong monster monster hunter could you make it cozy why not final fantasy why not elder scrolls why not hogwarts legacy why not? I'm um, spend time actually developing characters and quests and side quests and experiencing a game for everything it has to offer. And that, that is what makes a game cozy. That's true. That's true. So I played um quite a few like games that I think are more like I guess they the I guess when a lot of people call cozy games like that big relax and chill game where the purpose of mm -hmm. it is intentionally that to relax and chill, like right. I guess you could say like little gator game, um potion permit is another one. Yes, that I played recently. love potion permit. It's so good. It is really good. <laughs> um but yeah, like I think there was another one. Um um Shumi Come Home. It's about yes, like Shumi. Yes. If you like Shumi, check out Mail Time. Mail Time. Very also, similar. They, they're coming out on April 27th. That's okay. the one that I've been watching. So, yeah, some feel good games too. Mm -hmm. You know, Shumi Comes Home. Uh, Sail Forth is another good one. Paradise Marsh. And there's some new ones even coming out called Sticky Business, where you find your own uh, stickers. <laughs> And even some experiences that are multiplayer as well. I know we focused more on the single player experience, but games like Unrailed, where you're building a train together, or oh, maybe you're playing Raft together. That can be a cozy experience. Start to share those adventures with the people you love, and suddenly the experience changes from one of desperate survival to one of absolutely having a fantastic time. Take Minecraft, for example, where you start to just do creative mode or <laughs> you're having fun with multiple friends and you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about the skeleton because somebody's got my back. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I want to ask you, though. Um, so we talked about a lot of different games that you've been playing lately. We talked about like some of the, what does cozy mean to you and your like content creation journey. But besides Zelda, 
Besides Tears of the Kingdom, what is your most anticipated game for the rest of the year? Good question. So I'm going to take you over to Steam, right? And mm -hmm. I'm going to go over to my wish list, and I'm going to give you, give you this insane number, right? I have 201 games. What? <laughs> that I am looking forward to <laughs> on my wish list. Okay, from from ones that are already available, like please touch the artwork, good pizza, great pizza, to research story, to uh, let's see, melatonin. Mm -hmm. It's another good one that I wanted to check out. A space for the unbound. That's another popular one. <laughs> let's build a zoo. Ah, <laughs> oh, space for the unbound is really good. Yes. And some other adventures that are in the same realm as Gris, like Sable and Journey, things that are very expressive uh, that I am excited to try. And and more multiplayer experiences like Moving Out. Oh, Moving which Out is, is fun. Yeah, which is similar to, oh, what's the cooking version? Overcooked. Overcooked, mm -hmm. yes. Overcooked, which is so, so, so fun to play. And then you have other uh, experiences like Tunic. Mm -hmm. Which is similar to Legend of Zelda, Lost Ember, Spiritfarer. How'd you like Tunic, by the way? I haven't gotten to try it yet. Okay. So I'm excited to both try uh, Tunic and a lot of these other ones that are here on my wish list. There's just so, so much to experience. Another one that's been on my uh, watch list is Void Train. I haven't heard of that Spooky. one. Spooky, but playable with multiple people. Mm -hmm. Crafting, survival, looks fantastic. Another one coming out very soon, Roots of Pacha, which okay. is a farming and romance <laughs> life sim. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That is coming out April 25th. Things okay. to mark your calendar for. Two great ones to look forward here in, in the month of April. And so, so many more to keep an eye on. The, the possibilities are endless, truly. So, since you're on Steam, do you have it pulled up? What is yes. your most played game on Steam? Oh, and what's that I, hour I bet you you're gonna. I bet you you're gonna know. I bet you you can make a guess, and it might surprise you. Actually, mm. it's Zoo Tycoon, right? I wish Zoo Tycoon was on was on Steam, oh, but okay. unfortunately, it's not. Okay. Hmm. Harvestella is pretty long. Harvestella is pretty. I was just looking at Harvestella, checking Harvestella in on that. Pretty long. So um, one of my one of my biggest games that I help folks enjoy is called Sunhaven, and it's a farming Sunhaven. magic fantasy mm -hmm. sim. Okay, just released in okay. 1.0, by the way. Fantastic, cute, awesome adventure, but also you get to choose your own path, which is Sunhaven. Super. That sounds cool. Yes, and I even wrote a 700 plus page guide for this thing what <laughs> yeah like i love it that much i've got 500 hours into this game absolutely love it but believe it or not my top okay. with over 4,000 hours of play apex legends wow okay <laughs> wow and i think that that goes to say of how you can make any game cozy mm-hmm because you think, oh, first-person shooter, no way can that be a cozy game. But when you surround yourself with positively good company and you find people that you vibe with and that you want to share an experience with, it becomes cozy. I've got someone I play with almost every single day. His name is Goose. And we do ranked, and he's a former Marine. And he loves playing Apex. And I always look forward to time with Goose. And time, time with, with my other is time with Goose. You can check out uh, Goose over on Twitch, by the way. Kuzu Goose, K-U-Z-U Goose on okay. Twitch. He's fantastic. You would love him, Seb. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of you guys would love him. Um, but when you when you find people that you vibe with, you find your tribe. Yeah, you really you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And you know whether whether that tribe is. You know, I want to play Elden Ring co-op for three hours on a Saturday, or let's play some Among Us, or let's play some Minecraft, or let's play some Apex. You can make those games cozy by bringing yourself into those games, by being that positively good company, finding your tribe, and, you know, building a community around I like that. that. I think, I think, uh, 
I think a lot of games have potential to be cozy. I like that. I like that. So I got to ask you, though, I mean, what's, what's your favorite character in all of games? In all of games. Ooh. Like if you had a Mount Rushmore of, of characters, who, who would be on your Mount Rushmore? I think the first one that came to mind, Seb, as soon as you asked, mm -hmm. was Legend of Zelda Link Breath of the Wild. Okay, so that okay. version of Link. That version of Link. And I think I could, I could dive, really deep dive on this because his character goes through so much development. He loses everything. He loses every ability he ever had. He grew up to become a knight. He trained excessively. He was the best in his field. And calamity strikes. And there's nothing he can do. Even though he did everything right. Even though he was trained to the best possible extent. And had every single advantage going his way. There was nothing he could do to stop it. There was nothing he could do to make things happen differently. And he wakes up with no abilities. He's lost it all. He doesn't even know who he is, where he's come from, who his tribe is. Everything has been wiped. And I think that story shows how we can all find ourselves in gaming. I like that. that. Regardless of where we're coming from, it's a blank slate. And I can, oh, I can just feel myself like attracted to that because I lost mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. But then he comes back and he's like, okay, I'm going to start with a stick. <laughs> True, he does start with a stick. You know what I mean? Like you start with sticks. Mm -hmm. And and you might you work your way up to the master sword and everything is possible. I love that about games. That that everything becomes possible with time. So I would say definitely Link from Breath of the Wild with all of that lore is absolutely inspiring. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that answer. That's very I like that. I just I just really like that. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah, I was about to go into a tangent, but I was like, enough said. I really just like that answer. That's so deep. That really is. I like that. So Hitting much. you with all the philosophy today. Yeah, for sure. It really is. I'm like, you're making me think so hard today. Yeah, it's I'm like, like oh, brain tired. It is exactly. Powering down. <laughs> Shutting down. Exactly. Exactly. So, we talked about your journey as a content creator, some of the games you liked, what was it mean to be a cozy gamer? You gave some recommendations. I got to ask you, though, like, out of all the things you've done on this show, which has been absolutely amazing, I got one last question for you. Sure. Are you, And that's, are you ready? Because it is time for our pro <laughs> nerd trivia oh, no. portion of the show. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, people dogs it is time geese, geese <laughs> or goose it is time for our pro nerd trivia portion of the show where we are going to ask our esteemed guest rose five different questions from five different types of nerdy categories if she gets all all of them correct absolutely every single one she will be inducted into our, our pro nerd hall of fame as of right now we only have one one esteemed person who's in the hall of fame so I believe he will have company today. I believe Woo! he will have a new member. High stakes. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so, Rose, it is time. Okay. It is time. As as us 90s kids would say, it is time to do 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 or Yeah, exactly. Hard cards. Exactly. Hard I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, Rose, I have on my screen right here the Wheel of Destiny on the side screen right here. It's going to spin, and whatever category it rolls on is the category we're just going to have to roll with. So, okay. no pressure or anything, but let Phew. us begin. Here we go. All right. Rose, our first category is in the realm of Harry Potter. Oh, boy. Yeah, I believe in you. I think you're going to get this. I, I think you're going to get this. All right. So. In Harry Potter, 
there is an artifact, an item, to which to use this item, you have to say a phrase. And that item is the Marauder's Map. How do you activate the Marauder's Map? Oh no. Okay. Uh, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Exactly. That is yes! exactly correct. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> correct. So you are on the board with one question <laughs> correct. No wrong answers. You got that one correct. You didn't hesitate. You you just went in for I the I was like, I, I heard I heard it in my brain and I was like, mm -hmm. what the words are. You got it what words <laughs> words what? English? I like that. I like that. <laughs> so our next category is in the realm of Star Wars. Oh boy. This is gonna be a toughie. I think you I think you got this one. Alright, so what? There was a Jedi, a famous Jedi. He happened to be one of the oldest Jedi to ever live. He was a small little man by the name of Master Yoda. Mm -hmm. Master Yoda, unfortunately, met his demise in one of the movies. What was Master Yoda's last words? Oh no. I don't know. Alright, so. Yeah, his, no clue. His last words. When he died, he said, When I am gone, the last of the Jedi, you will be. Ah. Yeah, I never would have guessed. I should have guessed and just been and, like, May the Force be with you. Yeah. And then he <laughs> says, Measure what you have learned. So. So that is Yoda's That's last. a tough one. Yeah. No, well, I mean, he says that as a ghost. But I'm, I'm just counting. I'm just counting when he died. But. So yeah, Yoda's last words. So you are one of one. You, you're doing pretty good, though. Shucks. <laughs> you're doing pretty good. I think you're going to love this next category because it looks like you have landed on Nintendo. Heck yeah. All right, let's see. Nintendo. Will, right. will I bring honor to my family or dishonor on my cow? Oh my goodness, Mulan. <laughs> oh. Oh, I was just like, oh my goodness, Mulan. Why does that sound familiar? Oh, as, as soon as you said it, well, I was like, oh, that's Mulan. <laughs> I was just like, dishonor on you, dishonor on you. Not on your cow. Now your yes. Cow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, I love that cricket. Oh, and Mushu. <laughs> yes. Oh. All right, so. <laughs> okay. What do the fireworks spell at the start of the display in Animal Crossing? Oh no, which one? Um, the, it just says what do the fireworks spell at the start of the display in Animal Crossing. Let me see if I can but find an elaboration. You've got regular Animal Crossing, you've got New Leaf, you've got the okay. city one, Let you've got see. New Horizons. Let me see. Let me make sure, let me, before we, um... Let me see if I can go click here and get more detailed. All right, so. All right, let's see. All right. It says the original Animal Crossing, but oh, I'm so not... we're talking N sixty four. Yeah, so I'm. Ooh. I, ha I did not play that one, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm gonna give you another question because I I don't okay. know for certain if that is the if that is the right one. But the answer for everyone's clarification yeah, is yeah, I gotta what, know now. What do the fireworks spell at the start of the display in Animal Crossing? It is the year. So I guess yeah. whatever the year is. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't know that. Huh. All right, so you're Nintendo all right. I'm refreshing here. Your next Nintendo question is, what was the first Nintendo game with Princess Zelda as a playable character? Oh. I feel like that's a deep cut, too. That is a deep one. Princess Zelda is a playable character. I know Age of Calamity are able to play as Zelda. Uh... I haven't played the older ones. So Zelda, Zelda 2. Mm -hmm. 
Spirit Tracks, I believe she is just simply a guide. I don't think she is the... She's because she's a ghost. Ah. Wind Waker, you do not play a Zelda. Ocarina of Time, you don't play a Zelda. I'm going to be honest with you. I've only played two Zelda games. Skyward Sword, you don't play a Zelda. Mm -hmm. Age of Calamity, no. No, Age of Calamity, yes. Breath of the Wild, no. Twilight Princess, no. What's the next one down? Wind Wakers, no. Ocarina you, of Time, no. You're not Majora's me Mask. <laughs> Majora's Mask, no. <laughs> so that that would be pre Ocarina of Time. Okay. So uh let's see. Next one down would probably be Link's Awakening, which is a no. Uh I don't think in the original Legend of Zelda you play. Because you're given the it's dangerous to go alone. Take mm -hmm. this. Oh, I don't know. I've given you lots that she's not in, though. <laughs> yeah, you've you've narrowed it down quite quite tremendously. <laughs> Let me just say Age of Calamity, since I know for sure you can play a Zelda. That's a good guess. Unfortunately, that is the wrong answer. The answer is Zelda, one of Gamelon. Ah, uh, that would have been my second guess. Yeah, it came out yeah. in 1993. Yep, that's a weird one. That is a very weird one. That, uh, it's that weird. is a weird deep cut, by the way. It is a weird one. Worth all right. playing. All the Zelda games are worth playing, but it's a weird one. I've never played it. I've only played Breath of the Wild and 15 minutes of Wind Waker. Wind Waker is really, really good. By the way, if you want to see more Legend of Zelda, mm -hmm. I have playthroughs of, of the majority of those. Oh, for sure. You should sure. go check those out. For sure. Yeah. I, I need to play those. I need to. I you just, need to. I just, you know, I ha there's so many games in the backlog. Oh, yes. I totally understand. There's so many, so many good ones. You're like, how do I choose? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So your next question is in the realm. I believe this is question number three or four. Three. Is... Yeah. Okay. Three. Star, uh, Star Wars was second. First was Harry Potter. Zelda was third. All right. So fourth uh -huh. one right here. All right. So fourth official question. All right. There are several characters in the Guardians of the Galaxy, but there is only one character who has the ability to stand absolutely still and become invisible. Known as a character who doesn't necessarily get humor, who am I? I can see his face. <laughs> oh, I know his sarcasm is very dry because he doesn't understand things. Uh, he's he's a big guy. Okay. I think it starts with a D. Okay. Think. Okay, it's not the bug girl. It's not what's her face. It's not Star Lord. It's not Groot. It's not the raccoon. So you're naming characters, so you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, I just, his name is not coming for me. Drax? Drax. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, it is absolutely yes. Drax the Destroyer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is absolutely Drax the Destroyer. All right. I knew I'd, I knew it'd pop in my head eventually if I started yeah, listing you were the others. Yeah, <laughs> you were mowing it down. <laughs> I like the way, you, you can see the way your mind works as you like, yeah. you eliminate things, it can't be until yeah. you get what's the, the info, what's the info I do know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, that's so interesting. Alright, <laughs> so, your last question is in the realm of Batman. It is Batman Ooh. trivia. I think this is a little bit of a hard one if you're not familiar with the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight mythology, but we'll see. Oh boy. We will see. All right. So, what is the name of the policeman who eventually becomes the police commissioner in most Batman mythology? Oh no! I should know this. Mm -hmm. Ah! What kills me is you guys are probably gonna laugh. <laughs> Shows my age as well. The Batman that I've probably watched and know the most about is the Adam West Batman. Whoa, really? 
Yeah, which is like old school. Yeah, that one. Wow. Gordon. Is it Gordon? It is Gordon. Yes. I was like, oh, I better not mess this up with Superman or Spider-Man. Yeah, it is Gordon. You did really well. You did really well. You answered quite a few of those. How do you feel afterwards? Not bad. Not bad. I I feel like I'm still a gamer. Yeah, I still got my gamer badge, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. More than earned it. (laughs) You didn't unfortunately get all five correct, but you had a really good showing, though. Yes, I put in the effort. You really did. All right. (laughs) Would you like a bonus question just for fun? Absolutely. Let's let's go for it. All right. So, in Finding Nemo, there Mm -hmm. is a turtle that sounds like a surfer. He is a sea turtle. What was the sea turtle's name? Yeah, righteous, righteous, (laughs) righteous, righteous. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I like Heck that. Yeah. I like that. So, Rose, before we go, though, where can the good people find you? Heck yeah. That's a re- really good question. I am over on YouTube at Rosalind Gaming, or you can just type in Rosalind. You'll see a, a little girl holding, holding a heart with some white glasses. That's me. <laughs> and you can also find me on Twitter at Rosalind Gaming. Same exact tag. I'm over on Reddit, too, helping some people out with some questions on Sunhaven. But I am mostly on YouTube. You can find some cool first looks for some upcoming cozy games. You can enjoy some video series and adventures with me. And check out some video guides as well for Sunhaven. So I've got a lot to offer, over 600 and some videos. There's definitely something that you're going to love. I, I know that there's something there that you can you can enjoy uh, from games like Stray, where you're a cat, <laughs> to Legend of Zelda, to uh, checking out uh, other games live like Apex and some some oldies like Niche and other indie games. So there is a ton to us to discover, and I can't wait to see you guys there. All right. So the links to all those will be in the description of the episode. Go check her out, everyone. She's absolutely amazing. I discovered her and I did a deep dive into her content and absolutely enjoyed myself. So definitely go check her out. Before we go, though, Rose, I got one final question for you before I get to the the wrapping up portion of the show. And that is, if you had the powers of Ratchet and Clank or... Ratchet and Clank, or you get to have Link's abilities in Breath of the Wild. Which one would you want to go with? Oh, you know, I'll be honest. I'm not familiar with Ratchet and Clank. That was actually before my time. And since I was a Nintendo baby, I didn't get to experience Ratchet and Clank. So jog jog my memory banks. Okay, okay. Let's switch switch gears then. All right. Okay. You get to be a Super Smash Brothers character, which Super okay. Smash and have that Super Smash Brothers character's powers. Which one would you want to choose? Oh, there's so many good ones. I used to play Pit a lot. Oh, okay. Used to play uh, Sheik, Legend of mm-hmm. Zelda a lot. Um, let's see who else. Captain Falcon. <laughs> Falco Punch. Falcon Punch. Um, I used to love Fox's Blaster. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, who else? I played a lot of Marth too. You were just playing everybody. Yeah, I just <laughs> we played a lot of Smash Bros. <laughs> growing up, but I think it'd be cool to have have wings. I would say Pit. Oh, that's a good one. To that's be able really to one. have bow and arrow, and mm-hmm. and and to have the ability to fly, I think that'd be so cool. That'd be really cool. I like that answer. I like that answer. So. Before we go, though, Rose, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute blast, an absolute pleasure. I'd love to have you back any time like you're available. You have been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm I'm so excited to introduce folks to the idea that cozy gaming can be much more than what you what you may have thought it was. Thank you so much for having me on. For sure. For sure. Everyone, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much, Rose, for being on the show again. I want to remind you and everyone that you can also just check us out on the Single Player Experience podcast where all your favorite podcast platforms can be found on the Discord and on the Single Player Experience YouTube channel. Just check us out. If you like what you heard today, you know, send some thanks to Rose because she absolutely carried me today. She's absolutely killing it out here. You know, like, thank you so much, Rose, for being on. And until next time, bye, everyone. Bye, guys.
So that's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out and thank you to Rose from Rosalind Gaming for being on the show today. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the Single Player Experience Discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!